Welcome to another exciting week here on Analyze This. But before we get started talking about how just truly great our podcast is, there's another podcast we want to tell you about. In a heart. Yeah. Ever wondered how the hosts of Big Deal Podcasts, besides this one, got their starts? Yeah. Or how the founders of companies that feel like they're literally everywhere, ahem, away, built those brands. Girlboss has your back. The force behind Girlboss Radio is bringing their mission of celebrating extraordinary women to life with Hashtag Lip Stories, a brand new podcast series presented in partnership with Sephora Collection. Wow. As a first for both Girlboss and Sephora Collection, this custom series puts powerful, ambitious women at its center, asking them to tell their own stories in their own words. Over the course of six episodes, Hashtag Lip Stories takes a deep dive into the lives of creators, founders, and thought leaders like Amina Tosso, co-host of Call Your Girlfriend, Pia Arobio, designer for LPA, and Jen Rubio, founder and CEO of Away Luggage. These women will open up about their defining experiences building businesses, tackling the seemingly impossible, and creating space for personal well-being. The series will feature six episodes, interviewing Aurora James, creative director for Brother Valleys, Pia Arobio, designer for LPA, Molly Hayward, founder of Cora Tampons, Amina from the Call Your Girlfriend podcast and founder of Lady Tech Mafia, Sarah Rob O'Hagan, CEO of Flywheel, and Jen Rubio, founder slash CEO of Away. Tune in now. And be sure to subscribe to Hashtag Lip Stories wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, dude. Let me ask you something. Oh, okay. What is the greatest Christmas film of all time? The greatest Christmas (laughs) film of all time? Wow. Thank you for giving me such a good question. The greatest Christmas film of all time is Muppet Christmas Carol. It is fantastic. It brings me the feeling of joy. It brings tears to my eyes. It actually is such an emotionally resonant film with me. Sometimes, some years, I don't watch it. Because it's too good. Yeah, man. It really just hits on all the notes, you know? Oh, it's the, it's the best. Yeah. It's the absolute best. Yeah, because, you know, when you're, what's it called? When you find love, it feels like Christmas. Oh, God. It is the season of the heart. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I wish it was such great. beautiful language in that movie. You uh, know? It's definitely not Christmas now, though, right? No, no. no. <laughs> uh, Man, hard just referenced that movie earlier, and I thought we should talk about it. It is fantastic. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Analyze This. Well, it might not be Christmas, but there is another holiday right around the corner. (gasps) Hey, this is us reminding you that it is Mother's Day. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why I said it like that. Mother's Day. (laughs) It's next week. So we, Hannahs, are here to discuss not necessarily our mothers, but rather, as women, we're here to talk about motherhood. Oh. Ooh. Yes, I don't feel very qualified to talk about this, but I will do it anyways. <gasps> I have opinions. You do have opinions, which I is great. Opinions. Yeah, and yeah. as a woman, uh, a cisgender woman in possession of a vagina with the ability to make a baby. Yes, and a, a uterus. And the, the yeah. other people have opinions about your body and your uterus too. Well, you know, I God, know. I'm way too hard on myself. <laughs> So today we're going to be walking through some facts and statistics about birth and birth rates and birth costs in America. We're going to be talking about whether or not motherhood is something that is right for us. And lastly, finding out what our parenting styles are going to be. I'm not over that. You're not ready for this? <laughs> 
You know what I really love about this podcast is what? is uh, when we just tell each other shocking facts. <laughs> Yes, that is always enjoyable. It's always enjoyable. <laughs> if you were okay. to procreate and make yeah. a child, uh, how old do you think you'd be? Like, if you were. Like, what in your mind? Blanket, <sighs> like, trying to think of whatever the ideal age. Is there an ideal age to have a baby? Like, ah. ah. And well, it, I mean, there's so many. Okay, I'm sorry to be long-winded about this. But I feel like there's a lot of factors. I mean, like, if I wa- if I knew that I wanted kids, I'd want to have them young. So I could have a long time with them. What does young even like mean? Like 25. 25? If I knew I wanted them. Really? But I, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just because, yeah. and your body can bounce back pretty quick. That's true. That you, vagina just, shoop, right? Right back um, up. Uh, but I think in terms of today's, the way our society works and how you're literally not adult until you turn 30, probably... 35? I would say between 35 and 40. 35 and 40 to have a kid. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I'm just like, because he's sorry. If someone's like 25 and they're like, I have a baby, I'm like, you what are happened? A- no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, what went wrong? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, some people may feel uh, ready to have children yes. at younger ages, which is totally, totally oh, cool. absolutely. But the average age, the average age of a person that has a baby in America is 26. And you know what? As a kid growing up, I thought... I thought I'd be dead by now. <laughs> I did. I didn't think I was going to make it past 28. No, but I really thought that 26 was the age. I thought, oh, you're 26. You have a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, well, anything older than 26 would be insane. Like when I was growing up as a kid in my very like heteronormative Christian brain, I was like, oh, and I'm going to have to have one or two kids by the time I'm 26. My parents were 23 and 26. Mm-hmm. How about you? <gasps> Whoa. My older sister and me. Yeah. Okay. So my mom, I think, was like 31. I think they were my mom and dad were both like thirty one. They're both over thirty. Yeah, but I think when my dad, that's when they had my sister, but they didn't have me until four and a half years later. So my dad was already like thirty four, thirty five. Hey, or thirty six. Around there. I? How old is he? He's turning what seventy time? this year. Your dad's turning seventy. Wow, yeah, so he's he... such a vivacious man. You know. Wait, so that means he was in his forties, right? I don't know because I'm thirty two. Okay, seventy minus thirty two. I'm literally so you guys doing seventy minus thirty eight. <laughs> I'm literally doing math. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> my, yeah, I always forget. Like, I always find something so shocking when I think about how old my parents were when they got married. Like, they got married when they were, like, 21 and divorced. Dude. And they had two kids and had a divorce all within the span of their 20s. Oh, my God. I know my, my aunt married – my uncle, when she was 19. Are they still together? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, different strokes are different folks. Right. If there's any 19-year-olds out there listening who are like, this Off is the one. Yeah. yeah, I found that to be shocking. But the average age uh, for giving birth has actually risen over the last 15 years. It used to be yeah, 24, and now it's 26. Well, and it, it takes much longer to be established in life now. It does. You literally, okay, in 1950, one person could work full time, and that would cover the cost of the whole family. Oh, my God. Now it's like we both need to be working and the kids need jobs, too. Yeah. And which brings us to our next shocking fact, America, in the U.S. specifically, it is the most expensive nation in the world to have a baby. To literally go to the hospital, go into labor, have a baby, America is where it's going to cost you the most. Oh, my gosh. And we have this incredible fact. Even the luxurious accommodations provided to the Duchess of Cambridge for the birth of the royal family's daughter, Princess Charlotte, believed to have cost up to 18000 that is still cheaper 
than a birth in America. That is still cheaper than a birth in America. Isn't that nuts? It's like, oh, wow, 18000 This is what the royal family in England paid to have to, you know, that's their medical care. The royal family, like 18000 Yeah, they probably have like a doctor that lives this, in Has gold palace. hands. Yeah. <laughs> hands made of gold. And here we are, slumming it in the States. Oh, my God. Uh, it costs yeah. an arm and leg to have a kid. Oh, my God. That's insane. To even give birth to a kid, to bring a kid into life, that's, let alone. That's a salary. That's a salary, dude. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I honestly don't know how anyone has a baby. I don't know. My Be- sister has a baby. <laughs> My sister also has a baby. I'm like, dude, you are amazing because you're figuring this out. I yeah. don't understand how. How much – now once that kid's been born, how much do you think it costs to raise that child to the age of 17? Oh, my God. Well, I guess there's a lot of – uh, I guess it, it depends. Probably, it depends on your background. Yeah, and yeah. but I honestly, my guess is like a million dollars. One million dollars? <laughs> no, it's not a million dollars. But the average is uh, around two hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars over the co- course of seventeen years. Which, uh, what's two thirty-three divided by seventeen? Okay, that's math. Let's see. I don't know. I, I'm taking out my calculator. Oh, I don't even know where. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Uh, 233 divided by 17. Okay. Oh, I already saw it. It's uh, around $14,000 14, a year. $14,000. Okay. $14,000 a year-ish. And that's if you're the average means of whatever, maybe. That's like how much money I made in 2008. Yeah, there you go. That's like how much money I made in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things can change. They really they can. They change fast. But, you know, it's so shocking to me because when you think about having a baby or when you see younger people having a baby. And by the way, everyone listening, we are going to be making some generalizations. Uh, everything we're saying are just our perceptions and opinions. And also, they can be easily changed as weight. For instance, if you are a analyze this earbud and you have a baby of your own, awesome. That baby has brought a lot of joy into your life. I'm so happy for you. I'm only talking about whether or not I would feel ready to have a baby, you know? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I feel like there's a lot of, like, factors that go into the decision oh, yeah. to have a baby, mm-hmm. you know? But totally. maybe not a lot of planning in terms of how much that baby going to cost. I mean, I just don't understand how it works. I mean, I couldn't even pay. When a man on. <laughs> like, when I had to pay several hundred dollars for my car, I was like, wow, that is uh, several hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And... Like, how do you pay for 18000 Is it just that insurance pays for most of it and then you pay it off with a credit card for like five years? I mean – I mean I think that's why most of the nation's in debt. <sighs> I really do. I really do. It makes me so nervous. That's something that people don't bring into the equation. I mean at least in my experience, socially and society-wise, blah, 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 is the actual cost of raising a child, going into the labor, and right. not to mention the emotional cost of deciding that you're at the place in your life where you're ready – to raise another person into existence, you know? And maybe we're overthinking it. I mean, there's... Well, I don't know. I think babies are, like, a very touchy subject. I mean, it's, like, almost like a sanctimonious, if mm-hmm. that's the right word. It's yeah. almost like... Blasphemy to, like, be like, I'm to, not... To even bring in that side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, the cost and the... the. How do you put a price on the miracle of life? Uh, well, exactly. And, I, you know, I, I, have, I have compassion for that viewpoint. I mean, but I feel like people are like, no, babies are, like gifts babies are everyone has a right to have as many babies as they want which is totally fine yeah it's just about also but i do think sometimes it's not a good idea i think (laughs) you know uh hearkening back to our sexual health episode Mm -hmm. i do think it's a relevant factor to teach children in schools especially since uh all america also has one of the highest rates of teen pregnancy though shows like teen mom actually reduced our pregnancy rates in america for teens i know isn't that great shout out to mtv great job (laughs) 
But I feel like that that's a factor that they should bring up in health classes, which is like not only here's how you put on a condom so you don't get each other pregnant mm-hmm. or however straight people do it. Um, <laughs> But also, here is what would happen if you're pregnant. Here's how much it's going to cost. Mm -hmm. Here's how much it's going to cost to give birth to that baby. I think that that would be a very grounding perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be upwards of Mm $30,000 if your baby, if everything goes okay. Yeah. Yeah. If everything goes okay. Oh, my God. I know. I know. (laughs) But then again, how do you put a, a, a price on life? You right? know? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I do I not know. There are no answers to these queries. But I mean, Hannah Gelb, do you do you want to have children? <gasps> Hold that thought because <laughs> we will be discussing our personal takes on whether or not we are going to have children <gasps> together or otherwise. Oh, yes. Right after we get back from this weird Spencer. <laughs> a big part of self-care and mental health is <gasps> taking a vacation yes taking a vacation i you know i can't remember the last time i took a vacation oh actually i can it was last year to mexico it was great <laughs> <laughs> i remember the photos yeah what about you man was the last time you went on a trip <sighs> oh i visited carolyn in pittsburgh well i've got a recommendation for your next city my friend and that is beautiful wonderful luxurious portland oregon <gasps> Portland! God, just the name makes me think of beautiful, tattooed fairy people with coffee and donuts. Various wonders. Yes, I actually think Portland might be one of your soul cities, man. You might really like it there. Do you know people ride bicycles there, like, a lot? Uh, I've Well, I've seen pictures. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got handlebar bikes with handlebar mustaches, and then a bar, ironically called Handlebar. Which I don't know if it exists, but guess what, Portland? That's a freebie just for you. Oh, my God. Portland owes you money now. <laughs> I think that they kind of do. You know, you can park your bike out front and then go in and grab a drink and then leave your bike there because there's something called a BUI, biking under the influence. Right. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you know, bikes are great. Bikes are great. And you can ride bikes and so much more because Portland is filled with wonderful eateries, incredible cafes, and a really world-famous bookstore. <gasps> That's right. Mm -hmm. I want to go there so bad. Yeah, it's great. And also there are a lot of artists there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of art community and people doing fun things. It's a crafty. It's a crafty (laughs) cultural home. My life is so absent of the things I enjoy. Which is why you have to head to TravelPortland.com and start planning today. You know why? Because you can in Portland. Another seamless transition. Beautiful, dude. Thank you, thank you. I try, I try. The question is, do you want to have kids? Which is a question that people toss around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if you say no, people say. See, I think people are not prepared for my, they're like, do you want to have kids? And then I'm like, <clears throat> thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I will now be explaining all the many reasons why I do not show. That's another doodle. I want the doodle of TED Talk Hannah saying, that is such a good three-panel comic. Okay, like, I do know that for a long time, I was pretty certain that I never wanted kids. Also, babies frightened me. Oh, yeah. They're very scary to me. Do you still feel scared of them? They drool a lot. Um, (laughs) No. Since having a nephew, that's definitely gotten better. I'm now excited to see him. I love my nephew. And and when I see, like, a small child down the street, I'm like, ooh, because, you know, I can – now that there's a baby I actually care about, but literally in the past, when I was a teenager, when I was, like, young in college – 
like people there if there was a baby in the room and people would be like, Oh my god, a baby. I was like Like how people are about dogs. I feel like I had I had to like I almost I had to like fake I was like, I don't understand. Like you. I'm just gonna be back here. That's why I got dog. And then I was like, now these people think I'm a psychopath. That's how hit hard is with dogs. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, a dog. <laughs> it is here. <laughs> You certainly are, young man. <laughs> yeah. I like old dogs, though. Oh. Yeah, old dogs. Like old dogs that are like, sup. I'm like, sup. <laughs> You're like, we can hang. But so before you found babies intimidating, you didn't have that na- like that instant compunction of being like, no. oh, a baby, let me, ho- I must, no. I must hold it. No, my reaction, my thing was, I don't want to hold it. What if I drop it? Mm. What if I do something wrong? You know, you can hold a baby wrong and then hurt its neck. Yes. Like, what the shit? <laughs> So scary. also, I know that, okay, well, I think it's very interesting that in like probably the 40s and 50s, if you didn't have children, it was considered a tragedy, Oh, you yeah. know, and yeah. now it's considered more of a lifestyle choice, Yeah, even though I still think there's a stigma to not having them. So, yeah, but, but I mean, uh, do you know if becoming a mom is, is right for you? I mean, you said when you were younger, you felt mm-hmm. like you definitely did not want to have kids. Has that changed? I guess I, I'm more, I think about it, I question it more. But I still have a lot of really, like, I just, I'm like flippy flappy. I mean, not even flippy flappy. I'm just like always at this like precipice of thoughts and I can't go either way. I ha- <laughs> really have not made a decision. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe 10 years I'll be like, yeah. But like right now I know this is the model of parenting that I see. When your child is born, your life is gone. It is gone forever mm. for like at least five to 10 years. It's really gone. And mm. then it's still pretty much gone. And then it's not there until they leave the house. And I need alone time. And I feel like it would be different if we lived in an actual real community society where society a gave village. a fuck about community. And yeah. like you could be like, oh, well, I live with my entire family. They can take the baby while I take a nap. Yep. That's not how we live anymore. Mm-mm. And I'm like, I'm, I'll, kill, I'll, I'll kill my partner and my child. <laughs> I, I, I'll kill them. I, if I can't get alone time. For extended periods of time, yeah. I start to go crazy. And that's not to mention the realities of subjects that don't, uh, again, don't get discussed. Uh, subjects like postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis Whoa. is that there are people who have tendencies. The people that, uh, you know, tend to fall uh, on the more psychosis prone end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. the, you can get postpartum psychosis where you can wow. literally not be yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a real thing. The The hormone changes that your body goes through after you've given birth, like the dips it can take are dangerous and real, you know. So there are so many mothers that went through that um, and so many mothers that go through postpartum depression mm-hmm, and they don't mm-hmm. even know it. And they're just like, oh, my God. And they struggle and they suffer their way through those very, very early months of a baby's life. Mm-hmm. But how long do we get for maternity leave again? Uh, six weeks. Six weeks. The baby is still an infant. It's an infant. <laughs> it cannot hold its head up. And it's like, well, that seems like enough time with you and your mom. Also, how is that? Where's the baby supposed to go? And you know what? My sister, when she took maternity leave, she had to file it as disability. What? Yes, because America hates moms. Oh, my God. It's like we weirdly worship moms and we hate them at the same time. We're a very conflicted nation. I don't get it and I don't like it at all. There's no, if, if, if life is so sacred, if we want to pass legislation that says rape victims must have their babies if well, they're we, pregnant. See, that's where the conflict comes from. That's in. where the conflict is. We want like, the babies to be born, but we don't want to take care of them. Well, then why do we want the babies to be born? I don't so know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It's incredibly – I don't know. It's really counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, do you feel pressure being a baby-making person uh, 
do you feel pressure to have a baby? Like, do you feel like a guilt? Of oh God, you know what? what? I think I have FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Because you didn't have a baby. <gasps> this is so good that we're talking about this because just just yesterday, this is an epiphany. I, my cousin just had a baby, and she, you know, there's a beautiful photo of her with the baby in her arms, like just like literally had been born like a second ago, and you know, she wrote like, "I'm filled with more joy than I can can even express," and I was like, "That I feel like." If you don't have kids, you do miss out on certain kinds of joy. But are those kinds of joy that I need? I don't know. But mm-hmm. you don't get to know. Mm-hmm. And then what if you do have kids and you're like, nope, don't need this. <laughs> like, you're fucked. And Okay. I feel like also, this is so I feel kind of selfish saying this, or uh, I don't know. But in America, at least, in my echelon of people, society, if you're like – on the social strata. Yeah. You're like, like your whole – like you can't – once you are a mom, you don't get – nothing is about you. Like nothing. And you shouldn't even want anything. Yeah. Like you shouldn't want time for yourself. You shouldn't want to do anything that doesn't directly make your baby's life better. Mm. And I'm like, fucking no, thank you. Like mm. I mean – The I idea of the perfect mom and being the perfect parent or, you know, it's the, the responsibility that's placed, not to mention the financial responsibility. And you make like – you make like – Around thirty thousand dollars a year, right? Like thirty four around. Maybe, yeah, maybe like thirty five, which is like nothing for well, Southern if, California. Yeah, and if you're gonna be raising a baby, like oh my it, God. it's so hard. And like it, this is just this is now turning into our podcast on income inequalities and standards <laughs> of living. So I'm gonna mute myself right there. But I just think it's a it is a, almost burdensome the feeling and the pressure to have kids. And I say this as someone. Who wants children? Right. I want children. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have kids. I know. It's so scary to me. I know. I'm really scared for when you have a baby, dude. I mean, I like, I know that you will and it's going to be great, but I'm also really scared. Are there examples in your life of, like, these, I mean, you say the baby becomes the center of your life. Like, where, where have you seen this? Is this with your sister? Or... Well, um, actually, I have a coworker who has a young child in grade school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I'll be like, hey, what are you doing anything fun this weekend? And she'll be like... Well, we're going to a baseball game because he has a baseball game, and then we're going to a birthday party, and then after that, we're going to another birthday party, and then on Sunday, I think we're going to go shopping for his stuff that he needs for this, and then we're going to get ready for the week. And I'm like, you just described what your son is doing. Like, and yeah. also, she works full-time, then she comes home and takes care of her kids and does everything for them, and now, because America's schools are so fucked and stupid... I mean, her kid is young. Yeah. He has hours of homework. What? And she doesn't say he does his homework. She says, we do homework. Oh, we wow. have homework time. She sounds like a great mom. Yeah. I mean, she really loves her kid. Yeah. But like, uh, when did that happen? Yeah. It's, it's not a- like he's doing algebra. He's like one plus five. Okay. Mm. Like, but she needs to be there. To I don't make know. sure that it gets done because it's like, wow, it starts really setting people on a track. And that's, that's again, that pressure and responsibility that's like even if you want children, you know, you don't have to be the perfect parent. Your kid might not get the perfect grades, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like you don't need that pressure. But it, it sounds to me, though, I will say that like a lot of people derive a lot of joy from child rearing, you know. Right, and right, like right. for her, that might be the best way to spend her weekend. The, right, that might right, be the right, way right. she's been waiting to spend her weekend her whole life, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I give a lot of like – credit and like kudos to it you know because i think it's 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 hard and it's scary you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how do you feel about having kids that hard well you already said you want to have kids but yeah so how what is it what is it like being a a a queer woman a gay woman and with a woman mm-hmm. <laughs> duh <laughs> yeah yeah 
Like, and yeah, what I mean, have you and your partner talked about babies? And yeah, we have. No, we de- we definitely have. You know, I really want to have a family, right? So the question for me, do you want to have kids, is twofold when you're in a same sex relationship, right? Because it's, I think it's unfairly twofold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, do you want to have kids? Yes or no? And for me, the answer is yes. Then it's. And has that, you've always known that. Oh, yeah, I love having kids. And then I love children. Mm-hmm. I love babies. I'm the person that's like, go, baby. <laughs> you know, if a baby was in this room, I'd be holding it. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. babies. Mm-hmm. When I see my nephew, I'm like, he is now in my arms. <laughs> I love babies. I love taking care of things. I love plants. I love cats. I love babies. But yeah, so the question is twofold. It's, do you want a child? Yes or no? For me, the answer is yes. Then the next question is. Who's going to have the baby? How? Oh, yeah. How? How are you going to make that baby? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? And that feels so unfair because as a socially conscious person, I'm like, well, we should adopt. Because there's already, instead of, this is where I feel so guilty, right? Already. For even just even thinking about this. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. we were to get a donor and to make a baby, you know, and like have one of us carry the baby, that would be paying money to create a new life, paying money to make a new baby. Mm-hmm, when there's mm-hmm. so many babies out there that need homes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but because I'm in a same-sex relationship, it's on us to, to make that choice. Whereas nobody's asking straight people like, oh, wow, are you guys going to adopt? Oh, well, I, I think that comes up sometimes. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I feel like. If two like healthy, fertile people, I don't, nobody asks straight no, people. No, you're right. I mean, not definitely not the level you're talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. It's but not, like, I, the, it's not saying, the next question. I'm just saying I also feel that guilt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, there is, no, there is no reason to give birth to your own child anymore. There's no reason. But there, but there is. Especially like, because it uh, leads to more global warming. Yeah. But at the, end of the, <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the earth is enveloped by the sun, right? The sun explodes, <laughs> envelops the earth, right? So what's one more life? You know, what's one more baby? And when my know. sister was having her kid, I was like, well, what do you think about like the planet and climate change, blah, blah, And she's like, well, who's going to be there working on solutions? Who's going to be there to try and save society? Who's going to be there to, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and she said that. And I was like, oh, who? And she's like, well, maybe, maybe, my, maybe my baby. You know? Yeah. It's like we're going to raise people to bring into the new society whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? As opposed to just people who maybe are less responsible, less socially conscious, that maybe want to have like seven or eight kids and then put them in a van and take them to vote. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Oh, man. But it's true. You know, they say that people, the people with more education that have children later have fewer children, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then I think about it that way. I'm like, wow, do, in this blip that I'm going to be alive before I blink out into total, utter non-existence, do I well, want- Well, your atoms will still be around. Huh? Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, do I want to have the experience of raising my own flesh and blood, right? Well, you know what Serena Williams says? What? There's no wrong way to be a woman. Oh, Yeah. I really, that really Is there a wrong way a to be a person? I, I really don't think so. I mean, oh. maybe if you're a serial killer. That's probably not great. <laughs> that's probably not great. Um, not doing good stuff for you, not doing good stuff for other people. <laughs> that's, not, that's probably not great. That's probably not great. But no, I feel, I don't know. It's something that like, I think when we get there, like after we get married, you know, and when we're really considering bringing an additional life into our lives, because I would love, ch- I love children, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not just up to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I know my partner feels pretty strongly right now about wanting to carry a baby, you know, mm-hmm, or wanting mm-hmm. to like have one of us carry a baby, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I have to be respectful of that because it's not just up to me. Just like when you eventually have a partner or whatever, it's not mm-hmm. just to be up to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm the kind of person that like if I was single, I would just adopt a kid. 
mm-hmm. would be like, oh, I'm going to have a baby. Or I'd right. be like, you know, because I really, I really, I just love it. It just gives me such a sense of purpose. And like, it's also so marvelously fascinating to craft <laughs> life, you know? Yeah, that's true. You get yeah. to impart mm-hmm. what has been imparted unto you onto another, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Ugh, I don't know, man. No, oh, I'm getting so anxious just talking about this. I mean, there's so many things out of your control. I know. But I guess you can't let that stop you from living your life. I mean, it's kind of like art making. Yeah. Right? It's like, wow, I'm going to create something mm-hmm. and be responsible for it. Mm-hmm. But then it's different because it's like more like Frankenstein art making, which is that <laughs> once you've birthed it into existence, it's going to go off and do its own thing. Right, right, you know? right. I know, and I really feel like, oh, God, I'm just such an asshole like there's no judging here man and you know what i want to give you some props because i'm sure there's a lot of people who share this opinion that maybe are uncomfortable to voice it right, right? you yeah. know this you don't see a lot of people voicing this side of it no. and not being per like and there's like a smug like oh that's just because you don't know <laughs> the joy. Yeah, or if it's like in media, <laughs> it's always portrayed as like this sassy lady who's on her own and focused on only her career, and she's old and single and doesn't have a baby, and that's just how she likes it. Right. Isn't that just so sad? Yeah, exactly, you know? Mm-hmm. As, or like, isn't she so like cool? But like, nobody thinks of like, well, we have a perfectly functional household of two responsible well, adults. Well, and also, there's no reason to have kids anymore. I mean, like, okay, and I might sound like psychotic when I say that. I mean, obviously, there are, there are. People want to have a family, and that's why they do it. That's why. But they people do it. used to have kids to like work on the farm, right? And also to perpetuate the human race. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess it doesn't it, have uh, to be for you. If you want right. to pour your energy, or if you get more, if you're a little sim, like your value on your sim of Hannah mm-hmm. is like not derived from that. That's okay. You know. You I can, guess it makes me feel like, oh, you Hannah Gelb, you don't want to like. You just want life to all be about you, but it's really about being making stepping into the bigger circle and like, you know, uh, being being part of something that's bigger than you and like that's what being a parent is all about and like, but you just want to be like a fucking twenty year old all the time, like drinking and blah. I don't know, like there there is. There's got to be a way to be a part of the bigger circle that's not necessarily just being right? a parent. Uh, that's such a good point, dude. There are many ways. There's a lot of ways you can do that. I'm pretty sure a lot of people when they become parents are actually taking themselves out of the bigger circle because their <laughs> little tiny circle is so. Full of babies. Right. Well, okay. This is a thought that I've had really just recently. Isn't it interesting that – would you say like 9 out of 10 people get married and have children? I don't know. I feel like most people get married most and have children. Most people get married and have children. Probably, yeah. And are those easy things to do? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, getting married, first of all, that's already impossible and hard. We should do an episode about the concept. Monogamy. We have to do oh a monogamy episode. I'm, it down. I'm just saying both getting married Marriage. and having children are like these big, huge decisions that will change your life forever. And they require so much patience and flexibility and compassion. And like why – this is what gets me really in a funk. I, because <laughs> – it seems like it's as if everyone's like, oh, yeah, so it's just super easy. You just do it. You just get married and then you have kids. And People like, having babies like buying a purse. How? How is this just ma- – everyone makes it seem like, oh, it's just the easiest thing in the world. It's just the simplest answer. It's just what you do. You get married and you have kids. And I'm like, do you understand you're making a person? This is not a baby, a child. Yeah. They're going to be a child for this little tiny bit of time and then they're going to be a human adult. Uh, yeah. Like – Oh, God, Hannah. It's so sad because I feel like if you did – Want if you did find yourself with the capacity to raise another human, I think you'd be a great mom. Oh, thanks, buddy. No, <laughs> I really. I mean, would. I think I, I probably would be okay. Bit, no, I, you think you do a great job. 
I think you do a great job. Are you kidding me? You'd be like, let's build a fairy house. Like, whatever. You'd be great. You'd be a great mom. Uh, that's true. But yeah. yeah, I just, I guess it's then not be even like, so much stupid. the having. I guess what really gets me weird is I don't understand why it seems so scary and so hard to me. And it doesn't seem scary or hard to anyone else. And I'm sure that's not, I'm sure it is scary to them. But they're still like, and we're doing it. Mm. And we're doing it. We're I, not going to take 10 years to think about it. We're just fucking doing it. But you're the kind of person that needs to take 10 years to think about things right uh, yeah and maybe if this all falls in the same category of like this is you this is how you are right it's like ah i want this you're right i'm comparing myself to everyone right but it's just comparison about comparison is death it's just about what's right for you for mm-hmm. you it wasn't the best it, for you it wasn't right to have a kid in your 20s that doesn't mean that it's not right for someone else right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know but we're here to analyze this <laughs> We are just talking about ourselves. That's right. That's right. I yeah. just, uh. Yeah. You know? And so if you do find yourself with the capacity and desire to care for another life, you can explore that when you get there. Because I, for one, think that it would be so great if you had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I mean, maybe not. Uh, well, I told you I want to raise a kid with you. Oh, you want to raise a so kid? Fun. Well, that actually is a wonderful segue because <laughs> we are going to figure out what our parenting styles would be if we were to have children. <gasps> oh, ding, ding, right ding. after this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hannah Gelb, my beloved friend. You know what I spend a lot of time thinking about? The void? Yes. <laughs> But also, underwear. Oh, yes, of course, dude. You know, I know you love to be comfortable. I love to be comfortable, and I also love to be cute. Yes. And I also love to mix it up, which is why I'm so excited that one of my favorite lines, Tomboy X, just released Tomboy X Neutrals. Nude underwear done the Tomboy X way. And before us right now, we can actually take a look. Oh, my gosh. Cute, cute, cute. Tell the people what you're seeing, Hannah. Ooh, a bralette, mm. which I just love that word, by the way. Ah, yeah. Um, yes, cute with racerback, bikinis, <gasps> boy shorts. Oh, I love that bralette. Oh, and I love those boy shorts. Ooh, because they're comfortable and they're soft. They're functional, but also form-fitting. Ooh. Ooh, they even have a boxer brief that's nine inches in case you want more coverage. <gasps> and they're produced ethically in living wage factories. Ah, oh, wow. Eco-friendly, luxurious, micromodial fabric, silky soft waistbands, body-hugging fits, and ethical production? You gotta be kidding me. They're doing better than we are as a nation. They really are. <laughs> you know? And if you guys want to participate and show Tomboy X your support, guess what? You can head to TomboyX.com slash neutral and order your own neutral colors today. Just be sure to enter neutral to get an extra 15% off. Again, that's 15% off when you enter neutral at TomboyX.com slash neutral. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that kind of sounds like a cool teen dystopian novel. Analyze neutral. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who may be curious, it's spelled H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E-N-E-U-T-R-A-L. And we're back, everybody. Oh, ooh, I like that. Yes, I'm practicing. Guys, we... The Hannahs are discussing motherhood in all of its finest forms and whether or not being a parent and having a kid is something that we want to do and how much it costs. If you wanted to hear those things, rewind because we already talked about them. Right now we're talking (laughs) about taking this quiz and this quiz is called the following. These 10 questions will reveal what type of mom you'll be. Wow. 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 Just 10? (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) 
Oh, my God. We're going to take it simultaneously. Yep. There's okay. nothing I love more than quick answers. Right? I like fast answers and fast women. <laughs> okay, Hannah Gelb. Question number one. Okay. It's the annual bake sale at your kid's school. What do you bring? A. Store-bought cookies that I'll try and pass off as my own. B. My favorite recipe that I make every year and the kids and parents go crazy for. C. Something super simple with five ingredients or less. Or D. Honestly, I'll probably forget to bring something. I'll say B, but let me tell you why. B? Mm-hmm. Because I like to bake and I like to make people love me through baked goods. So oh. very, very selfish reasons. <laughs> also, I like to show off that I can bake something. There you go. There's okay. a lot of weird mystique around baking now. Like People are like, wow, how did you do it? That's like, how I feel. It's literally you put some things in a bowl and then you put it in a pan. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen my drug kitchen? <laughs> I don't know not know how to bake. We should bake. We should be in a video. We should do oh, oh, my God. Let's bake something. My answer is something super simple with five ingredients or less. Oh, I like that, too. Yeah, because yeah. I imagine myself being like, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, mm, Got to bake for the bake mm-hmm, sale. Okay, mm-hmm. we're baking. We're baking tonight. Yeah, so that's me. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Question number two. You're heading to the pool with your kid and their friend today. What do you bring with you? A. This question is what do I not bring with me? I've got sunscreen, floaties, goggles, snacks, extra towels, binoculars, a change of clothes, sunglasses, reading material, baby wipes, pool toys, dot, 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 dot. B. A bottle of sunscreen, towels, and my phone. C. Some cash. I can buy whatever I need at the pool. Or D. Nothing. I probably have whatever I need in my car. Fucking D. You know why? Because, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) Kids need to learn how to find things on their own. (laughs) My answer is A. Sunscreen floating, goggles, snacks, extra towels, binoculars, a change of clothes. To be fair, I was thinking maybe the simple, like the uh, towel and some sunscreen. Yeah, probably. But But I'm not bringing them like the entire Target candy aisle. I am. Okay, so do you want you're sticking with the nothing? Okay, well it's too late. I clicked it. So okay. Nothing. Cool. I have probably have what I need in the car. You probably do. I probably do. Probably yeah. else, definitely. Now, question number three: It's summertime. What will your kid be doing? A. Summer camp. B. Swimming lessons for sure. C. Several different activities so they can try new things. D. I have not thought that far ahead, but I do know my kid will be saying I'm bored every thirty minutes. I feel like there's another option that should be like, let the kid figure out what to do. Mm. Like, let the kid choose. What, he probably has, he or she probably has interests. Why don't they get to decide? Mm. Maybe. Maybe uh, so swimming, C swimming. says several different activities so they can try new things. Oh. Or D, I haven't that far, that far ahead, but I do know my kid will be saying I'm bored every 30 minutes. Swimming lessons for sure and summer camp. Okay, I'll do C. You know, I'm sorry. I'm just so influenced by my parents because they're always saying when they were kids, they really just like were kicked out of the house and they ran around from sundown to sunup. Sun up to sundown, uh, and like that's what I did when I during summer. As a you kid. know, well, I, no, I just sat. And, and now it's like if you let your kid outside your house, the people will like arrest you. Yeah, it's very dangerous. <laughs> I'm gonna say B, swimming lessons for sure. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, because I didn't learn how to swim until like college, <laughs> and so I want to make sure my kid knows how to swim. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, you gotta learn how to swim. Yeah, you know, that's good. I didn't think about it from like a safety perspective. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I might, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, question four. How old will your kid be when you let them have a cell phone? <gasps> a, second or third grade. B, middle school. C, senior in high school. D, they can have a cell phone when they're old enough to pay for one. D. D, she's like, D. You know what my answer is going to be? It's huh. going to be like, you shouldn't have kids. <laughs> 
Okay, what well, I think, what am I? No, you know, uh, uh, too late. Bit, I clicked it. Now. Oh, okay. Fine. You got to go off uh, your instincts, right? Okay, okay let me look at this. Uh, I'm gonna say my instinct is middle school, but they won't have a data plan. Okay. Yeah, they'll have a cell phone that they will take with them when they leave the house, mm-hmm. like a like, and it'll just be like a cell phone that they have with them when they leave, like mm-hmm. oh, we're going out. And when they get to high school, if they want to get a part time job and pay for a data plan, mm-hmm. then they can do that. But in middle mm-hmm. school, it'll just be more like a safety thing, right? And I'll like disable all the other things, mm-hmm. and people will be like, God, I hate my mom so control. I should disable some of my phone. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I just want to keep you safe. Blah blah blah. Okay, next question five. Your kid refuses to eat dinner at a friend's house, one of your friend's houses. Ooh. What do you do? Touchy. Pull them into a different room and threaten to take something away if they don't eat. B, ask politely if you can make them something else to eat. <laughs> C, no! C, give them the death stare and pray they at least eat some of the food. At least eat some of the food. Or D, apologize for your kid's behavior and tell your kid that if they don't eat, they aren't getting anything else. Oh, I like, I'll go with D. You like D? Okay, B is like, let me teach you that the universe will cater to your whim. Yeah, let me teach you that. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Can I cook something in your kitchen, my friend, and make for my child? <laughs> I would be, because I'm probably not as direct as you. I'm a little more passive. I would say C, give them the death stare. Okay. <laughs> they at least eat some of the food. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to be like, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, sorry. I have more thinky thoughts. You can share them. It's your podcast. Okay, you're right. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I've babysat a few times, and it's always like the most terrifying experience because you just realize you have no control, mm. and you have to be okay with that. And I have, I didn't realize you have to be okay with that. Mm. I was like, oh, my God, I'm messing up. They're not doing what I say. They're, acting, they're not eating what they're supposed to be eating. I'm a failure. Blah. But like... You just have to like, like, like I am the, I cannot let go more than anyone else in the whole world. You have to be able to let go when you have kids. And I'm Dude, like, I don't want your job t- as babysitter <laughs> is kids are alive when their parents get home. Literally yeah. your job is make sure they don't die. I'm probably, I'm being a little too hard on myself. At the end of the day, that's your job. It's like bed by 830. Oh, they're running around. Eat this. Oh, they ate that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. whatever. Mm. Perspective. At the end of the day, parents come home. Kids alive. Check. Right. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, man. You know? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Question number six. Ba ba ba. You have a play date scheduled for your kid later today, but they were being really bad all morning. What do you do? A. Cancel the play date and let your kid know why you did it. B. Take your kid to the play date, but then scold them later. C. Let your kid attend the di- let your kid attend the play date. Kids will be kids. D, take your kid to the play date and threaten to take something away later, but then totally forget to do it. Uh, I just got to be honest, for all of these questions, I'm like, I have no idea how anyone would figure this out. <laughs> yeah, right? This is a tough quiz. Uh, I feel like A is like the right answer, but it, it just seems so mean. Oh, well, I mean, that's is that your answer? Well, yes. Okay, okay great. What about that? Cancel play date. Great. <laughs> I feel like I wish I could say A. Um, but I think I'd probably do C because I have a, I'll be like, oh, you know, being a little mean today. <laughs> Let your kid attend the play date. Kids will be kids. Ooh, I'm a real pushover. Okay. Oh, this is making me question my readiness to parent. Oh, man. Also, you know, to be honest, I want to take the kid to the play date because I'm like. Well, because you want some fucking time. Yeah. See, that's why I was saying like A is like, oh, well, I'm doing the right thing. But also you're like, I want to fucking get you out of my house for like. An hour. Yeah, right? <laughs> Unless you have to go to the play date, too. 
Oh, God. Which, it might be a thing. Okay, seven. Question number seven. Only three more. It's Saturday night. What are you doing? A, that's mom's night out, and what we do is none of your business. (laughs) B, eating and or sleeping. C, probably playing a game or watching a movie with my kid. D, drinking wine with a friend or two at one of our houses. Uh, I'm going to say D. Yeah, I'm going to say D, too. Mm. I'm like, hey, you want to come over and hang out? Good, because I have a child now. (laughs) And to be honest, I don't really leave the house anyway. You know, I was going to say, I don't even have a kid, but I still probably will stay in and fall asleep on Friday night. (laughs) Saturday night, yeah. Saturday night. Uh. Okay, here we go. Uh, Question number eight. It's your kid's birthday. How do you celebrate? A, we invited the whole class, family and friends, to my place. I love hosting huge parties. B, we have a small birthday dinner at my house with immediate family. C, we've been celebrating my kid's birthday all week, but the big party will be at the hottest kid's birthday spot in town. Or D, I ran to the store last minute, texted some people, and was able to throw together a pretty decent party. Uh, I think A. We invited the whole class, family and friends. I love hosting huge parties. For that one, I'm going to say D. I ran to the store last minute, texted some people, was able to throw together a pretty decent party. Yeah. I feel like for, you know, this is why it's so good to have um, a, a partner in your life is that hopefully oh, they yeah. have your counterbalances, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, I'd be like, I don't even really know if we should do a big party. Mm-hmm. And then my partner would be like, uh, yeah, we have to celebrate. And I'd be like, I mean, I don't know. And mm-hmm. then the morning of, I'd wake up and be like, <gasps> I do want to throw a big party. <laughs> Which is what happens. Every New Year's. Oh, that's so funny. Every oh New my Year's. Gosh. I end up throwing a New Year's party. Yeah. Dude, um, you've had great New Year's parties. Dude, like when I think about, when I reflect on previous New Year's parties, I get a headache. <laughs> I'm like, woof. I'm, I feel hungover. From I think 2015 years. at 2015 at Hannah Hart's, at Hannah Hart's place was like one of the best parties I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> that's a lot of good ones, man. Okay. Nine. You notice a rash on your kid that wasn't there before, and your kid says it's not itchy or bugging them. What do you do? A, leave it alone for a day or two and see if it goes away. B, put over-the-counter lotion on it you think might help. That's a weirdly worded sentence. Mm. C, set up a doctor's appointment and a dermatology appointment just in case. D, rush to urgent care. Well, I think Hannah Hart's answer is going to be C and D. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, I was going to say A, but now I'm like, maybe I should go to the dermatologist just to be safe. You guys hear those stories are like, oh, my head hurt. And then it turned out I had a brain tumor. No, I'm I know, I know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think, yeah, A. Leave it alone for a day or two and see if it goes away. Yeah, that's what I do for myself. <laughs> to be honest, I think I would do A, but then on the second day, if it was still there, boom, dermatology appointment. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because like my, my, my little sister had a rash the other day. Right. And I did <laughs> wait to see if it went away. What? Uh- and then... We went to the doctor. <laughs> but she was on her way to the doctor anyway. I just oh, brought man. up the rash. Okay. Anyway, last question. Final question. Your babysitter canceled at the last minute and you have an important event to attend to. What do you do? A, cancel your plans and stay in. B, frantically search for a backup babysitter no matter how much it costs. D, call your parents and beg them to watch your kid. C, still go to your event, but bring your kid with you. Um, I'm going to say A because based on my life and behavior, I probably didn't want him to go out anyways. Dude, that's literally <laughs> my same answer. I mean, like, you know, honestly. I probably said yes. And you I was have like, an important, it doesn't <gasps> say an event you want to attend. Why it says the fuck an did I, I say mean, yes? That is exactly 
That's exactly how I feel. Oh, my God. The results are in. Woo. Oh, my oh God. Oh, shit. Hannah Gelb. What? I knew it. You got Pinterest, Mom. Oh, you what? Listen. Look. You go, Mom. Most moms are envious of how easy you make things look. You are talented and creative when it comes to motherhood. You always have cute decorations, parties, and snacks. Everyone wants to be you. The secret wow. is to not care. Wow. <laughs> and again, the secret is to be a whole person. Right. Guess oh, what? Oh, God. God. So, God, here we go. Mine's also spot on. Ready? Oh, God. I got helicopter mom. <laughs> really surprised uh, i don't think so <laughs> you love your kids so much and just want the very best for them sometimes people think you overreact but that's just your way of making sure your kids are safe healthy healthy and happy keep up the great work mom oh yeah that's it, buddy i've always i've never been like oh god if only hannah wasn't such a helicopter mom i'm such I just a helicopter think mom it's great that you just love the people you love I and do. your cats so much i do did I, you guys know that the first time i met charles me and hannah literally spent two days in an animal hospital because he was dying. But he was dying. Thank God we did. I know. See? I haven't told that story. I need to put – I should put that in a video. The time Charles almost died and tell everybody all about it because it oh was a lot. Yes. The, the, I will say that the gif on the uh, helicopter mom answer is an awesome-looking mom who is dancing decked out in her kids' like sports paraphernalia, which is, by the way, exactly who I want to be. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, either way, we may not be moms yet. We may not be moms ever. But I will say that I do have a lot of love in my heart, and I'm very grateful for the ability to share it with those I care about, i.e. our earbuds. Oh. Yeah. Our ear babes. Oh. Ear babies. Ear babies. Today, you guys are ear babies. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, ear babies, for listening. If you guys want to hear more of us, please rate, review, and subscribe. And I would also love to hear if you're like an introverted person and you have kids. Maybe, you know, tweet to our, us, our Twitter, and just say, what's it like? Like, how do you deal with not wanting to be around people but having a kid? <laughs> yeah. How do you do? How do you deal as an introverted parent? Please mm-hmm. let us know at HannahLizePod. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E-P-O-D. And last but not least, actually, Hannah, I think you wanted to do a Mother's Day shout out. Oh, that's right. Okay. I want to shout out to my mom because I love her very much. And she has taught me three very important lessons. Um, throughout my life. And the first is you never accept a percentage of the net, only the gross. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Because there is no net. The second is don't ever try and save a drowning person. They will only pull you under. <laughs> oh, my God. And the third is don't get involved in organized crime. It never works out. Oh, my God. But your mom gave you some great, great right? advice. Also, oh. I think I got my love of chocolate and pastries from her. Oh, I love that. I would like to say a shout out to all of the strong female figures in my life uh, who have played a role as mother for me and my my wonderful mom as well, who taught me many important things like how to think deeply and how to be a compassionate, complicated person. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks all my moms. All right, guys. We love you very much and we'll see you next time. Oh, also, tweet the quiz. Analyze pod. We'll have the quiz up. Oh, we'll put we'll put the quiz up. Yeah, yeah you can take it yourself. Oh my god, we can do anything. <laughs>